Tatra, Amistro Bin Hazarta. A day Satir I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. This is Jennifer Lovely, your host, and tonight I have... Handsome Boyfriend Jim. <laughs> Sorry about the little... <laughs> Sorry for the delay. I had my little brother in town for two weeks, and that made uh, recording really difficult. And also during that time... Um, my grandfather passed and it just uh was a little difficult to kind of get together the the energy and the fun that I want to have with recording so I just took a little bit of extra time and uh decided to do something a little different with Jim um how is it that you described that we were going to do the theme for this episode uh well we kind of talked about doing something about uh movies that we were both surprised to own and i said it'd probably be kind of cooler for for the listeners if we talked about how we uh share movies with each other because we in a lot of cases have very different tastes yeah i like a lot of schlock i I like a lot of bad movies and i don't (laughs) she doesn't however but she does not understand earth humor i don't I wish I wish I wish that were a lie, but it's completely not a lie. There are so many movies that I will be in a huge group of people and everybody's laughing. And I just feel like there is some kind of I'm missing decoder ring um, that lets me see the humor in the situation. So and, and the thing is, it's not to say I don't find like the things I find funny, I find uproariously funny. And I mean, I ironically, while she can't understand Earth, Earth humor, you enjoy Earth Girls Are Easy. Well, yes. Well, who doesn't? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Which would be a theme. Tonight. Oh my God! Is he like totally nude? <laughs> or what was? How was the line? I can't remember. Anyway. Oh my God! You're like totally black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so before we get into that, um, what have you seen lately? Uh, well, the two of us have seen several movies. Yes. Um, I, uh, we, we watched... We've uh, seen several disappointing movies. We have seen several disappointing movies. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with what I can remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, last night we watched Watcher in the Woods from the air... <laughs> From the era when when Disney did dark movies, and it was awesome because you know it was really good up until the point where uh, I fell asleep and and my friends just you know watched the ending of the movie while I gently snored. Yep, I hope gently snored. You did. It was a very gentle <laughs> snore. Uh, no, it's really the special effects. Definitely oh, totally are, dated. Are totally, totally dated. dated. But there's a lot that's done with the atmosphere that seemed mm. to really work well mm-hmm. and. Holy moly, for being a tiny little old lady, 
uh, Betty Davis just chewed the shit out of that scenery. Total, total command of that of uh, the screen whenever she was on it. She, yeah, it was amazing that the stuff that she did in the background too, like when she's just they're they're all standing there, and she's just staring at the daughter, and it's not the focus of it, but you look at it, and you're like, she's just staring at her. That's yeah. awesome because that's what she should be doing. She is a professional. Um, <laughs> no, and, and and I had forgotten the weird kind of kind of twist at the end i'd forgotten it but uh but yeah no watcher in the woods is uh is a gem from its time period not just because disney was making weird it was a creepy very old, different company movies. yeah at that point well they hadn't made uh what was it touchstone as their spinoff and uh, hollywood i think is their other spinoff yeah that allowed disney to make uh r-rated movies without putting them under the disney banner yeah, exactly so yeah they they uh they hadn't spun off a studio to do it specifically so they were doing movies like that and also you know like that wicked there's something wicked this way comes um the black hole had some some dark stuff in it which um, is a movie that i was going to bring up later for movies that you introduced me to uh the 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 uh, there's like the darby O'Gill and the little people yeah uh, another thing with some dark stuff in it uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, Escape from Witch Mountain had some, yeah. had some darkness to it. So it was kind of from that era where it was okay to show kids. Well, and I, well, and I just think about movies that I watched when I was young. Um, I remember introducing Tekla to the first Benji movie mm-hmm. and well, I mean, I'm going to laughingly say this, but spoilers for Benji. <laughs> um, Benji's got a little girlfriend dog and there's a scene with these criminals at the end of the movie where um, one of the criminals like stomps the little girlfriend dog and you are given every impression that he has killed her. And then they show at the ending of the movie, her, you know, kind of bumping along with a little dog cast on. And I remember watching this and just being shocked because I don't remember feeling scarred or anything. I just remembered this was a movie I absolutely loved as a kid. And then I'm showing it to my daughter and I'm like, Ooh, oh, but I'd it was a point in time. Part. Yeah, it was because it didn't stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I do even see today that there is more than what I imagine being a comfortable level of peril or uh, or fear with with a lot of children's movies. And I don't know. But the thing is, it's 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 hard for me to judge because my kid doesn't like those movies if there's too much peril if it's too scary she actively doesn't like it whereas uh i i i liked that dipping my toe Mm -hmm. in that fear even as a little kid most Um, most kids i think enjoy a little bit of fear you know with their story with their story a little bit of it where it can scare you i watched some scary stuff when i was a kid and you know it was like ooh, you know it was you know, um, uh, the legend of Boggy Creek and legend of Boggy Creek two. And, you know, some other stuff like that, where it was like, Ooh, this is kind of scary. So, you know what? I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I was going to bring this up later. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I'm going to put a, put a little stop in the discussion of what movies we've seen, because this is a question I wanted to ask you. And I don't know that I ever have. What got you into horror? What movies did you see when you were young that were horror? that got you really into the genre and you know was there anything that 
really scared you as a kid or, you know, like they said, is what was that movie that fucked you up? Um, cause I've, I, we, I mean, we, back, back when, when it was, um, Michael Montour and I, mm-hmm. we've had episodes where we talked about, you know, starter horror and right. like where, what, you know, what got us into horror, but I realize it's never a conversation I've had with you. Um, you will probably not be surprised at all to find out what my gateway horror stuff was. You know, I watched uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes when it came out when I was a kid. Didn't really interest me that much. Um, I'd watched a lot of, like, old 50s sci-fi slash horror movies. Um, my parents would would rent things like, um, what's it called? The, the Terrible Sun Monster or something <laughs> like that. I mean, all these 1950s. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, like old uh, Frankenstein was one we rented one time. Um, we, uh, you know, Day of the Triffids, stuff like that. And those were cool, um, but they didn't really, like, get to me. Yeah. Um, what really got me uh, going down the horror path was, I think, uh, basically three movies. Um, two when I was a... Well, uh, two movies and a TV show was what it was. Um, <laughs> because I would I, I watched I just mentioned it Legend of Boggy Creek and Legend of Boggy Creek 2 which are Bigfoot movies yeah and so I would be scared of Bigfoot um though I did I also I read all those monster books that was another thing is that I started reading all those monster books in the library you know ghost story books where it's yeah. like somebody reported that these you know huge gorilla hands came out of nowhere and slammed down on the hands of their bicycle and made them go off the road and or, you know, Mothman appeared and, uh, uh, you know, Loch Ness Monster and all that kind of stuff. Because that was cool when I was a kid. So, I, But, you know, the, the monster stuff was, was cool, but it didn't get me get me hooked this, the, the, into the fear like Legend of Boggy Creek. And then, and this is where you're not going to be scared or shocked again, uh, the TV series Werewolf. Which was basically the Incredible Hulk. TV series with a different cast and a werewolf instead of the Incredible Hulk because he would wander around trying to, you know, get away from his curse or maybe cure it. And then inevitably something bad would happen to somebody that he had made friends with now. And then he'd turn into a werewolf and the werewolf would, would not usually kill or anything, but like usually (laughs) throw a guy through a window, just like the Incredible Hulk used to. Um, there wasn't a lot of like overt bloodshed, even though it was like, oh, it's a, it's a werewolf. It would, you know, rip them apart. Well, no, it was network TV. It was network TV. But the very first episode, the, the, which was like a, an hour long double, double length thing or an hour and a half or something like that. Um, I knew that I wanted to stay up and watch it and I did. My mom let me. And then I was afraid all night long. I was scared and I knew she she you know, she tucked me into bed and she's like you know basically you brought this on yourself <laughs> was basically the the much more that was the underlying theme of her gently trying to soothe me a little bit just being like they're not real it's all gonna be okay you know maybe you shouldn't have watched that if they're gonna be like this and you know no so I I, I the, those were my two and then the the last one was uh, when I was early on in my teen years maybe you know. 12, 13, uh, I, I watched Predator. 
Uh, and that was that was kind of that 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 was the overlap between like action and yeah. and, and into that sci-fi slash gore slash horror kind of thing. And you know, even I've actually been wanting to give the original Predator a rewatch oh, so um, good. for a while. But the best thing about Predator is it's just so much goddamn fun. Like it is just a fun action movie. It is a fun movie, and and beyond that, and this is something that I point out is that I. Uh, it would be awesome to show that movie to someone who did not know that there was an alien in it. Yeah. Because the movie, if you know, all the, 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 the trailers and everything spoiled it. But if you watch that movie completely blind, you go into it, these, this special forces, the forces team, uh, led by Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you do, you know, it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's an action movie. Go into a jungle. They're going in there to find where these other rangers have gone in to rescue this guy. It's an action movie. That's what it is. They're going in there and they're doing their, their you know, bro-y dialogue with each other, their banter, their repartee. And then they get in there and they're doing their action thing. They're hunting down the bad guys. They're trying to find them. And then all of a sudden they find these skinned corpses hanging from a tree. Yeah. That was the original ranger guys. And it's weird. And you don't know what's going on. And then a few seconds after that, there's a it flashes over to the Predator vision, so you're seeing things through the heat lens yeah. with all these weird characters around it. Oh, something's going on. But it's then it's just back to being an action movie. Yeah. So there's if you go into it, it's an it's a it's just a Schwarzenegger action movie for, for the first you know, little bit of it. And then something weird starts happening. Yeah. So if, like I said, I'd be amazed to see what somebody's reaction would be like, Oh, I've seen lots of Schwarzenegger movies. Boom. Here you go. This yeah. is, and, and, and then, then, you know, it's a, it's an alien fighting movie for the rest of the film. So it is not, I mean, you know, we've been together a while. This is, we've talked movies. I know you're a creature feature guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I guess I just don't know what, what's, what's the, what's that little thing? Like, what is it about creature features? What is it about, you know, werewolves? And and also on top of it, you are a huge Godzilla and then all the rest of the Japanese monster movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just your bag. Yes. And I don't, I don't know what the bottom line is. What is it that's just your thing with them? And, and I would, you know, you could say that, you know, I watch giant monster movies and, you know, is that the, the thing into horror? And no, because the, the Godzilla movies when I was a kid were not horror movies. They were not things. It was, they're, they're creature features. They're just, you know, yeah. rampaging creatures and, and goofy towards the end of the uh, the Godzilla series of, of the time. Um, and uh, I, one thing that occurred to me when I was talking about the history of things is that I'd watch those movies, but anything that was... You know, scary. There are two things in, uh, that uh, I can remember to this day that terrified me as a child, even before all the rest of this stuff. Yeah. Um, first one was I walked in on my parents watching, which is, you know, if a dot, 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 if I've ever heard one. But I walked in on my parents watching the beginning of the uh, Monty Python movie Jabberwocky. I don't think it's I don't think it's, my, I don't think it's my, Monty Python. It's uh, it's it, got a lot of the it, people from Monty yeah. Python, but it's a jab, it's called Jabberwocky. And it wasn't it wasn't Gillum, was it? Or, or... I I don't remember. Okay. 
all I, I don't think I've ever seen the movie in full, but I know that the very beginning of it has the the Jabberwock, mm-hmm. the creature that flies around, and these two guys, you know, knights or something, yammering to each other, and then it attacks them, and one of them is left as just a bloody, tattered skeleton. And that's what I walked in on when I was like <laughs> seven, maybe, or six. Yeah. You know, so that I turned around the corner in, my, in our house, looked down the hallway, and there's, you know, these guys, and this huge shadow flies over them, and then there's a tattered, bloody skeleton. And I screamed. And. Because I laugh about what you could have been exposed to as a kid with the movies they watch, because even, I mean, your parents are the the age that you would imagine, you know, people in their young 40s, like the age their parents are going to be. And your parents still watch, like... Sharknado? Well, but <laughs> they do watch their shock, but they'll watch all of the modern horror that comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they watch a little bit of everything. So I, you know, and the thing is, it's it's like horror I kind of found on my own. Yeah. Because it wasn't like... My mom didn't like it. My, you know, it's like I liked, you know, and it started out with like books that I was reading, but I really sought it out on my own. But you like, it was in your living room. And then, and then mm-hmm. on top of it, you had cable. I did not. So it's like, I kind of had to. Uh, really no, seek. no, uh, we did not have cable. No, we had a, we rented a lot of movies for, for on our VCR. Oh, okay. Uh, we, my, my parents, you know, that they are notoriously frugal. Yes, they are. So I they did not, no, did not have cable for a long time. <laughs> I, if I wanted so to I watch cable, I had I to go did. over and to, you, to, your friends. to my friends with the little knob, clicking knob on the <laughs> set box on the top where it tick, 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 tick. And if you were really good, you could get it to balance between two stations <laughs> and get Playboy sort oh, of yeah. but it would be really off color like everybody's skin would be you, blue you, it didn't matter when you were like no it does tween. not when you're when you're 14 and the internet doesn't <laughs> exist so the only way that you can see uh any sort of pornography is that you, you get lucky in a, uh, a dumpster with a dumpster that where they've thrown out a bunch of stuff you have a somebody has an older symbol, sibling that passes it down to, uh, to you, or, or they have the they smut have the, the, the smut channel where you can kind of click between, between it yeah, yeah, and see, and, and at least you got to see the silhouette. Yeah, I know, I know of which you speak because when I would go down to my my dad and stepmoms, and I would always stay up later than everybody else, and I got to discover the uh, the mid channel. Yeah, yep. All right, well, let's leave it at that. So, so anyway, um, the, re- the other the other thing, <laughs> and this is the funny part. This is the funny part. So, the other thing that scared me as a kid, and still does, because uh, there's this, there's that ingrained fear response yeah. from being a kid. There is a uh, Don Knotts and Tim Conway movie called Private Eyes. I uh, yes. Yes, I, I don't know, know that I've ever seen it, but I'm very familiar with like in the this cover. movie, and we watched it because it's Don Knotts, and you know, it's and it's kind of a zany uh, uh, whodunit kind of yeah. thing. They are private eyes. They are hired to go, you know, uh, solve this case. One of them has a gun that goes off every hour. That's what it does. Like when they when it hits this the the when it, the clock strikes the hour, the gun fires. It's just what it does. Okay. It's it's. It's a it's a gimmick for the movie that comes in later. But anyway, Tim Conway's character is always talking about this creature called the Wookalar. And the Wookalar is a cre is a is a creature that has is a man with the head of a pig 
And he just, he relates all these tales because there's, they're trying to you know, like solve this murder case. And does everybody like seem like he's crazy? Cause he talks yes, about this because creature. you know, he talks about this creature. Well, specifically he only talks about it with Don Knotts oh, and Don Knotts is like, it's not the Wookalar here. You know, you, you idiot. And he's like, it could be the Wookalar because they're known to feast on the flesh of this guy, you know, whatever, or, you know, they, they're very nocturnal or, you know, something yes. like that. And, and he just, oh, every theory would come around to the Wookalar. So after they solve the case, they drive off in a hearse. And in the back of this hearse is a coffin. And the coffin opens up while they're driving and they're talking to each other. <laughs> and inside, we're, you know, in a tuxedo because, you know, I guess that's how you get buried or something like yeah. that. But the, the, ins- the, the coffin opens up and what sits up with a horrible snort is the Wookalar. And it's a guy, this movie's made in like the early 80s, I yeah. think. So it's a guy with the man, the Planet of the Apes style makeup or, or really yeah, the, the Island of Dr. Moreau makeup. So he's yeah. got a pig nose and like boar tusks yeah. and this big kind of frizzy hair. But he just sits up and there's a... And I fucking lost it when we watched this. This was a comedy movie and then it had that. And it fucking terrified me. And it terrified me so badly that I would not be in the bathroom alone to brush my teeth. My parents had to be in there with me. It was, I mean, it, it, it literally, like I said, if I've watched that movie as an adult, not, not the movie, but the ending scene as an adult, because I think I looked it up on YouTube, and just seeing it and hearing that noise hit me. Oh, God. Hit me really hard. Uh, in the same way that there's an old <laughs> Batman book and record that has man bat on it. And it's a monkey shriek that they use for man bat. But hearing that, even as an adult, sends a chill down my spine. But yeah, so <laughs> there, there's stuff that happened where it was scary. and But, but the three things were really uh, the, the, the werewolf the, the and, uh, you know, Predator and, uh, and Bigfoot movies. And now I love Bigfoot movies and I you love do. werewolf movies. It's- I just found it funny that you were like, those are the things that just messed you up as a it, kid, and you are like, It's the response. Now. It's the response, and now I, I love that kind of stuff. I like my, the, the stuff about, I think why, why I like creature features is, and we've talked about this, is that I like my horror to be a little more fantastical. Yes. Um, I like my horror to have just enough to not be... Based in real life. Based in real life. Yeah. I don't like movies like... Um, What's that, you know, the wolf movie or whatever it is that's the one down in um, Australia where they're... Oh, Wolf Creek? Wolf Creek. Uh, I don't like that one. I don't want to see the the, the other torture porn kind of movies. Yeah. I don't really want to see... High tension. You know, high tension, anything like that. Yeah. Those aren't my... And I don't my like bag. those either because they're, they, they seem mean. But, but even then, you know, like movies that are just purely... You know the the psycho killer that kills people. Um, um, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, I've, things like that. I don't like those movies yeah. because it's just. I mean, for one thing, it's a bad movie, but the other part <laughs> of it is just it's it's uh, it's just too realistic as far as the yeah. premise goes. Not necessarily the execution, but the premise. So I'll, that's why I like creature features more than anything. It's it's fantastical and it's just kind of fun and you can kind of let yourself be the monster a little bit, yeah. too. So, anyway, movies that we've watched. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of want to just whip through a couple of the ones that we just weren't that terribly keen on. Right. Um, we saw Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. And 
I didn't terribly enjoy it. Um, And you know what? It strikes me in a lot of the ways that we started watching tonight. And I don't know if we're going to finish watching it, but we put in... I will. I will. Oh, well, okay. We'll finish watching it. But we uh, we put in um, The Mummy, The New Mummy. Um, And... It's, it's dull. It's, it's dull. It's just not good enough. No. Uh, the storytelling isn't terribly good on either of them. Um, and I didn't... And Tom Cruise is no Brendan Fraser, so... And that's a hell of an insult. <laughs> I like Brendan Fraser. I do, too. But, but you know, but... it's just... It, the, the, original, the other well, movie the movies are so Tom great. Tom Cruise is... is he, he's gotten to the point where he's put in movies because he's Tom Cruise, and... He has no charm. Yeah, he's just you know, Tom Cruise. He's the Tom um, Cruise guy live, every time. Live, so. die, repeat. I think we enjoyed it because... It's a good sci-fi movie. It's a good sci-fi movie. And plus, and it was wonderful seeing him be punished. It was, it was wonderful seeing him die a lot. And Emily Blunt was awesome. She really was. Uh, but um, Alien Covenant, I thought, you know, it's it's a lot of Fassbender. Um, spoilers, Fassbender comes back for this one. He's in the... Because yeah. there's another model of Android. So, but, yay, more Fassbender. And he's it, good in the movie, but I wish. And this, I said this. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting talking. But, <laughs> but the only thing I'm going to say about it is that I wish the ending, like twenty minutes of the film, yeah, was about earlier in the w- took place about a third of the way through the movie because yeah. you don't care about any of these characters, well, and, and it finally got some tension. So hard is, you know, there are a bunch of shows recently. That I have watched, and Ridley Scott is a producer on them, and they're they're really good. He's a producer on The Good Wife, which I've been mm-hmm. watching. Um, and there was another one he was producer on, but I, to be really honest, haven't enjoyed anything that he's directed in a really long time, and it makes me really sad to say that. And what was really hard, especially watching Alien Covenant, was seeing. It's it's trying so hard to be like the original Alien or Aliens. And the wonderful thing about both of those movies is it's this cast of characters. Everybody's playing a slightly different part. And even though there are these really quick introductions, they all seem like individuals and you care or dislike, but you think about disliking them or you really like them. And it's it's like with with covenant it was this rush of people running by you yeah there's like what 20 characters or something in it supposedly i didn't care about anyone it's like you're all fodder except these people who have had more than three lines and even the people that are you know very much tilted to have they are your primary focus they're they're not keeping you there it's just not good enough and the story, I don't know. It just—it was just disappointing all the way around. Um, and also, uh, I just am so sad to say this, but um, we watched Death Note. And I... I'm so frustrated because I think so much of Adam Wingard. And I think he is a fantastic director. And... I haven't disliked every anything that he's done. I disliked Death Note. Mm. Uh, and 
couldn't believe the, the Blair Witch. I did not dislike Blair Witch as much as some people did, but I also didn't see why it was done. You know, it just didn't seem good enough to warrant its own movie. Um, but then, you know, I look at your next and I look at the guest and they're fantastic. Like I adore them. And what bothered me with, with Death Note is having watched the original anime and loved it. Um, but I'm also going off of memories of having watched it, um, you know, 15 years ago about, um, you know, it was a part of a longer series mm-hmm. and it seemed, it seemed too compressed. It seemed to be wanting, trying to tell too much story with too little. Uh, and whereas, um, oh my goodness, what's that guy's name? Lakeith? Uh, the man that was in he get out get out uh he was by far one of the best parts in death note at least he was at least he was so charismatic that you cared when yes. he was on the screen yes um, um i of course also just enjoyed the audio scene chewing of uh willem defoe willem defoe <laughs> sometimes he's willem defoe sometimes he's willem de friend and in oh. this one, I thought it was Willem to friend for me because I he's, he's just got a really char- characterful voice, and it lended itself it well with this one. Does have a good voice, but oh, I don't know. I just the, the story went through; it just was so fast. Yes, that yep. nothing felt really developed, and and everybody just seemed too crazy, too fast. I yeah, and. I like, think it should have I never ended. Believed, I never believed the relationship between yeah. the guy and the girl. And I, I um, think that's what... It should have ended at some point early, you know, like about two-thirds of the way through that movie. You but know then what? you But then you take that and you just expand all of that out to make your runtime. That there, yeah. You know, let that part breathe, and then your next part is of, the rest of that film where I've there's the of, craziness. Yes, and I've heard of, uh, a couple people, my, my little sister mentioned this... And then also somebody on Shockwaves mentioned it, that it played like a like a good pilot, because it gave you a whole bunch of introduction, mm-hmm. where it could have been fleshed out later. But if you're looking at that to be a complete story on its own, it wasn't enough. It's unsatisfying. It I, I think I said this to you at the time is that I wish that they had made something that made it more like a hun- the the comic series A Hundred Bullets. One Hundred Bullets is just where somebody. This, this mysterious man shows up with a briefcase with a gun and 100 completely untraceable bullets mm-hmm. and says, this is yours. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, and that person has always got something going on in their life. They're, they're picked by some random or not so random happenstance that they have something in their life that would be uh, solved by using that gun. Yeah. And then the question is whether or not they do use it. And so, and, but each time, it's not a comic where it follows one person throughout all of it. Yeah. It's different vignettes. Yeah. You know, that follows just this guy showing up, here's this gun, and they tell different stories. I think Death Note, if you wanted to do this, you make it shorter and you just do make it an more anthology. like. Make it more of an anthology thing that this Death that Note was comes actually, for them. Yeah, I've never I've... seen the anime, so. Yeah. You know, and I I remember really liking it, but. It's been so long since I've seen it mm-hmm. that I don't know if I were to watch it today, I'd feel the same way. I just don't know. Uh, and I, you know, what's funny is I remember from a different conversation having that same comparison made to Oculus, 
that it maybe you know maybe to have made it even better it would have been to do it as an anthology mm-hmm. um with different the, people yeah. yeah with all the different people who get exposed in here um um completely leaping out of here um i'm going to bring up it uh, i was saving that one because man that one that was fantastic yeah go see it it's go so good it. it is it's fantastic and it's uh, I had really no issue with 95% of the changes that they made. Yeah, because they do make changes. It keeps you on your toes. Yeah. And so it's like if you love the story, um, all the changes that it m- made felt really respectful to the original story. My only complaint was the disappearance, basically, of Mike's yeah, Mike. character. Mike doesn't show up, but he's like in a fifth of the movie. Yeah, he's he's in, well, he's around. He just doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, he shows up, and in the book, he's the one, because his families have been there, he's the one that gives them the history of yeah. da- uh, of uh, Derry, that gives, and then uh, he's the one that, you know, just has, he, he, he contributes so much, yeah. and they wrote all of that stuff into other characters, characters and took it away from him. And so he does do some stuff during the course of the movie. It's But, he's, he, but you don't get his, his bond with the rest of the... No, you don't. The losers, and it just... Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, it was sad that they... Did that. That they and, did that, and they didn't have to, and that was the thing. It wasn't like it was, it felt like they'd trimmed his part out for time or no, something. No, they just rewrote they, re- his... they gave it to other people. And I've heard hints on how they're, um, what they're looking to establish with the next series, the next movie where it's uh, approaching the adult and there's some changes that they're making with his character which i think are really disappointing yeah and i am i'm you know here, those I'm are true up, I'm yeah spoiler up. there's a second movie because yeah <laughs> yeah there was people that were like part one and i'm like wow there's a lot of people here who've never read the book <laughs> yeah who don't who don't know what the story is who never saw the original miniseries yeah. apparently well you know i mean if they're young but yeah so but, Go, it is is really good. Um, yeah. Spoiler: There's no child gangbang in the movie, so they oh, took no. that out. They, oh, they fixed, Stephen King! They fixed that <laughs> Steve King coke binge. Woof. So uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's a much better film. Um, the and I'll just the say the child actors. The child actors are so good, and I will say the opening of that film disturbed me. Yeah. Like it is wrenching and horrifying and disturbing and stayed with me a good 10 minutes after, after it happened, you know, the, 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 the first scene ends. Yeah. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, you sick bastards on the, uh, and, and on the other, well done. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's just horrifying. So they have done excellent work in this film yeah. as, uh, just creating a, a, a horror narrative. Yeah. It's just. It's horrifying. It, the movie is just horrifying uh, in a way that, that so many movies try to be but can't pull off. Um, is there anything that we haven't seen together that you really want to mention? Because um, otherwise there's one movie I'm going to bring up and I'm going to use it to kind of kickstart the rest of our conversation. Sure. Uh, there's there's two movies that I just want to briefly touch on. Well, a movie and a TV show. I caught up on the second series of iZombie finally. We'd watched the first season together. We st- we, I we trailed off. On it a little bit. We trailed off. It's still competent. It's a it's a fine procedural thing that gets a little bit more continuity uh, to it at the towards the end of it. There, um, it's still fun. 
it's, I might start watching the next season. Yeah, it's 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 you. it's decently fun, so I'm gonna probably keep watching it. It's not like top of my list. I'm not going out to Which to is watch sad. it. The first season was so was good. so good, but it's you know it's a procedural, so it yeah. kind of becomes a little old hat. Uh, the other one was I watched the riff tracks of Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh, uh, you walked down and, and looked at and were, I, I wondering what the it hell it was. I horror for a little bit, and then I ran away. I mean, it's it's absolutely a worthy riff tracks movie. Uh, it's on Amazon <laughs> streaming. Um, As are many riff it, track movies. It is the story of a rock band, which is apparently a real rock band. That it, the, the movie is a vanity project for the lead singer of that rock band. Huh. Uh, he like wrote it, I think directed it, and he also stars in it. Um, well, which, which is just like, wow, okay. <laughs> so they go out to this abandoned house where they can record their new album. And it turns out there's demons there. And the part that you completely missed out on, the, 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 the demons that show up over the course of it are like somebody watched the movie <laughs> Ghoulies. Yeah. You know, it's that bad 80s trend of having crappy little puppets to represent like demons or monsters or whatever. And it's whatever gunk they can throw together in their shop and slap some some slime or Vaseline onto it to make it shiny and gross. Hell yeah. And there you go. That's that's what you get. But at the end of the movie, Satan himself shows up, but it's this huge puppet, like marionette. It's like, you know, seven feet tall. And I think it has a total of four points of articulation inside <laughs> it. Uh, there's like the neck... The head swivels, the mouth moves, and then I think both arms move at the shoulders. But that's about it. Yeah. She's flapping her arms up and down. That's basically how much it moves. Um, like I'm doing a jumping jack while seated. The demons have all killed. The demons have all killed everybody in the in the house except for the lead singer. Who's this kind of buff, blonde dude with like kind of that, with the 80s perm. Yes. And he stands up and he's not surprised to see the devil. And the devil's like, whoa, what's going on here? And he says, I am an archangel. And he, the, 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 so lead, the lead singer, singer is an archangel who, who was there to lure the devil in with, he didn't, nobody died. He created illusions that the devil, the demons would come to, to, to lure, to lure them out. That's, that's not a bad little hook for a better movie. Once he reveals himself as the Archangel, he is transformed. Oh, is it good? Oh, he is wearing, <laughs> you know, you know how like, you, like 80s punk style, there's those um, leather wrist cuffs yeah, yeah. that have the little uh, metal spikes on them. Oh, yeah. Imagine somebody looked at that and said, I need to wear that on my junk. Because that's his little a bathing gi- suit crotch piece. A giant spiked cod piece. Yeah, but it's those little tiny spikes oh. in rows. Just little tiny spikes in rows around his cod piece. Huh. And I'm, that's I'm suddenly, it. I'm suddenly that's a lot all less... he's wearing. I'm except, except yeah. for a tiny child size black satin cape that's tied around his neck. It's just this little black thing. And on an adult, you know, it's it's what, like a it's maybe a foot wide, so it doesn't even like come around his shoulders. It's just like down the, the the middle of his back, and doesn't even get all the way down to his waist. I'm typically thankful that you can't see me sometimes when when I'm podcasting, but honestly, I kind of wish you could see my face as I'm. Huh. And then they wrestle. And then they wrestle. And then they wrestle. Um, he flexes a lot, a lot. The man is very proud of his body, with good reason. He's in very good shape. 
But he flexes a lot, and they wrestle, and then he wins, and that's the end of the movie. I'm, I'm having a This moment. is a total vanity project, obviously. I'm having a moment of, of the ladies' man where he's like, would you like to oil up? And he's like, no, no, man, I, I, I don't think I want to oil up. Well, I'm going to enjoy this, just not as much. Because you're not oiled up. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. The, the, the devil attacks him with, like, like, like uh, flying starfish things that are just obviously thrown at the dude Ed Wood style and then when they hit him he grabs them because he has to hold them to him when they yeah. hit him you know it but it's played seriously it's not like in Naked Gun where the pillow hits him in the face and he grabs it and rides around like you know so, no he's he, it, have, this is the thing you have invested so much in I, telling me this story it's it's and see this is it's part amazing. of our problem this is part of no this is not amazing but this is part of our problem is the fact that You'll be like, I I want to tell you about this. And you will spend this long <laughs> telling me about absolutely horrible movies. Yes. I, I feel like you need to understand this, this spike leather crotch, tiny caped archangel versus devil fight. But I think you, I, you have, you, I'm not I going to I subject you to it. You do now. I, I, I don't want to subject you to it. I just want you to understand these are the types of things that, that are out there that Thank I watch. You. And now you know about them, but you don't have to watch them. And now you, listener, know about it too. And don't have to watch and it. And don't have to watch it. But it's a riff track, so you totally should. Because it's they, they rip the hell out of that movie, and it is funny. So, the movie that I was saving to, to kind of, you know, kickstart us into movies that you've suggested is mm-hmm. we watched The Horde. We did. We watched La Horde, the uh, the, the French, French the French movie. Um, which and I enjoyed I... it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I love I love a good action movie, uh, and it was uh, a really great take on the French zombies. Yes, uh, I mean, it, and and I was going to say this about Alien Covenant when you were talking about it. Uh, Alien Covenant, one of its its problems is is that it's trying to be alien or aliens, mm-hmm. except that Alien was a haunted house movie yeah. with an alien in it. Yeah. And Aliens is an action movie with aliens in it. This one is trying to be those, but be an alien movie, and it's trying too hard is yeah. part of it. Um, the Horde is, like all really good zombie movies, is not about the zombies. Mm-hmm. The zombies are an, mm-hmm. are, are an, basically an obstacle or an afterthought to the main mm-hmm. plot. The main plot of which is that there's some... Uh, Police officers, one of their their team was killed by these drug dealers that are in this flat, which is, you know, coincidentally, we watched Attack the Block oh, uh, a couple God. of weeks before. I completely forgot we just watched that. Uh, we, we rewatched that one because uh, your um, brother... My brother was here and he'd never seen he'd it. He'd never seen it. Uh, so this one also takes place in an apartment block, much the same thing, uh, except in France. And while they're in there trying to... You know, basically and that, du- that duke it out with this. a great story. And in a lot of ways, you, you mentioned that it's a kind of a haunted house because mm-hmm. it's like you're trapped in this space. Yes. And that's that's such a good story. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, that's part of what made uh, the new Dread movie yeah. fun. No, yeah, you contain those kinds of things. And and the this this movie, if you didn't have zombies in it, would still be a good movie. Action, movie, yeah. uh, action kind of thriller as they they are trying to get their revenge against this guy and his his lackeys that are in there with him. Um, but then, yes, the zombie apocalypse happens and yeah. everything gets upended and and thrown into the air. 
Which there's another movie that you told me about, mm-hmm. um, which we watched uh, The Raid. Yes, The Raid. Um, which we ended up seeing after going to see um, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, you're like, oh, these guys. Those guys are in The Raid. <laughs> you And you, and well, okay. Um, one of the things we, we're going to talk about how we share movies they, and also movies that uh, surprised that we yeah. both like. Um, movies, you know, like how we're going to. How we're going to, you know, I'm going to talk a bit of how I decide to share what movies to share with her. Um, but one of the movies that, uh, or not movies, but genres that I was kind of surprised that you liked was a good Chop Saki movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you, it was like, oh, well, if you like a good Kung Fu, you know, action, karate, whatever movie, uh, we need to watch The Raid because it's like Die Hard, but with kicking. Yes. And because uh, it's good, I just I just love action movies and and, and with with great fight scenes mm-hmm. and yeah, oh, man, they beat the hell out of each other. In they that truly movie. do. They truly do. Um. So let's see, uh, what, movies. Well, along what, that line, I was stuff su- that I was surprised that we. I think just to jump straight into stuff that I was um, shocked that we both like. I yep. think let's talk about the movie that drew us together in the first place. Okay. Uh, we went and saw Fury Road. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think we both liked the original Mad Max movies, and uh, and I had been really wanting to see it. You uh, you want to know a little secret of mine? What is that? You, you ready? I am ready. You promise you're still going to love me after this? <laughs> yes. Mad Max Fury Road was my first Mad Max movie. Yeah, I'd never seen in a single one of the Mad Max movies. All the way. I'd seen like little bits and pieces. My parents had watched um, uh, Thunderdome at some point, And I w- flittered in and out of it. But that was my very first Mad Max See, film. I don't really like the original Mad Max. I, that, and that was the one actually I ended up seeing first. I ended up seeing that down in Portland at one point. I've still never seen Thunderdome all the way through, and I love Thunderdome. Uh, not and seen, Road Warrior is like one of I've my never, favorite not seen, movies. Never like, seen I Road Warrior. Fucking love that movie. Seen clips of Road Warrior, never seen it. Yeah, Mad Max Fury Road was my very first Mad Max movie. And I really liked it. It was awesome. I know about Mad Max. I know the plots basically of all of the movie. I know about who runs Barter Town. She's just staring at me in stunned silence. Remember, you promised. I know. I don't think any less of you. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. There's there's your surprise gym fact. Huh. Um. I was going to say that I was surprised that that when I saw it on your shelf that you had Kung Fu Hustle. Oh yeah, I, I mean, love Kung Fu Hustle. I actually wanted to um, with of course of course not using <laughs> yellow right. face. Yeah. But I so bad wanted to cosplay. The, uh, the husband the and wife, the landlady, the 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 the, the, the with her cigarette hanging out of her mouth and her curlers. Oh, I fucking loved her so much. She, I I actually went and saw that in the theater when it came out. Uh, I did as well. I saw that. I think I saw that with <laughs> with uh, Matt Fowler when it came uh, out. Other ones that are surprised that we had both seen before we were dating is a big ass spider. Big ass spider was a definite surprise because my other boyfriend. Is yes, in that movie. Greg Gronberg. Yeah, yes, he's my other boyfriend. I I remember watching because we my my parents were looking for something. It was cheap on Amazon, so I just ended up buying it, which I was f- fortunate because 
it went off streaming when Jen wanted to show oh, it for movie yeah, night, and I owned it. Um, one that I'm kind of surprised that we had both seen before we started dating that didn't seem quite up your road was um, Lake Mungo. Yeah. Because uh, I love that movie. See, that's where we start getting into the differences on... I like a very psychological i love supernatural mm-hmm. um and you're not against watching no really thoughtful horror it's just your preference is to have more i don't seek it horror. out i yeah. don't seek it out but and if you put something in front of me and and somebody uh talked up lake mungo to me and yeah. said it's it's so good and i said oh, you know what i'm gonna watch it and i did and i loved it it's okay. so good and uh yeah so but yeah i wouldn't have i wouldn't have necessarily well i might have because it's touted as being a ghost movie yeah uh so i might have watched that one but in general yeah there's uh you can put something in front of me i just don't seek it out too much i like a little more escapism yeah um speaking of silly escapism, i think too much during the day i, I don't want to think when i watch my movies when you're when you're watching your stories yes <laughs> one that so Jim and I both have have ripped a lot of our movies and have them in mm-hmm. our, you know, like a movie cloud. Yeah. Uh, so that we don't have to go to the shelf and, and pull them out. We just watch them. And so I remember being over at his house and scrolling through things. And I swear I had a little, the lights parted, the mm-hmm. sun shone down. And this is completely not horror, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. The moment I saw that you owned Hudson Hawk. That's that's first on my surprise movies was Hudson Hawk <laughs> because Hudson Hawk is a fantastic movie that was ahead of its time as being a deconstruction of the action genre. And it's so funny. But Pete, there are so many people that really hate it. And then I there's see, I don't understand that. I, it, it's weird because it's a polarizing movie. I don't think there's anybody who's like, yeah, I, Hudson Hawk. And yes, I, you either love it or hate yeah, it. Yeah. And there's no middle ground. You've got to find the people and I love that, that feel Danny the, Aiello. Yes. Can you believe it? Um, you gotta, you gotta find a person who feels the same way you do about Hudson Hawk. That's yeah. that should be one of the questions on like OK Cupid or something, where it's like, <laughs> well, how do you feel about the movie Hudson Hawk? Uh, and, and and rate that one really highly. Um, uh, another, you know, not horror movie. The comment, noises off. Oh. Noises Off is a is a fantastic underrated or not Please. underrated but underseen movie. Yeah, uh, and we both own it. Uh, Night of the Comet. Yes. Another another good one. And here's a uh, rounding out the ones that I have on here that aren't horror uh, was the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie Man in the Iron Mask. It yeah. has such a great Three Musketeers it characters is. in it. They're old. <laughs> it? It's Malkovich. It's. Uh, who are the musket? It's it's uh, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. And Jeremy uh, Irons. And Jeremy Irons. Yeah. And 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 it's, I don't know how they convinced him, but John Malkovich. Yeah, that's what yeah, oh, yeah, first one I listed off was Malkovich okay. is but, in there. But yeah, it's just like whoa. Which is kind of the reason I watched it because I really like John Malkovich. Yeah, no, they're fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, those those were the ones. Um, uh, going along with what we talked about earlier um we both liked the brendan Fraser mummy oh yeah so you know there you go yeah that movie buckles my swash 
And I love that, you know, the main female character is a librarian because they should all be superheroes because exactly. librarians are fucking superheroes. Um, what else was I going to? And, and I'm just going to... <laughs> One of the things that we bonded over by not liking is Lords of Salem. Yes, Lords of Salem is garbage. <laughs> I do want to make a short film out of just the witches. Yeah, no, the, the just the witches and um cuz they could even the just one do the guy backstory who's in there. Meg Foster. You know the you, you know the actor's name usually, the the yeah. guy that was in X-Men and Willard. Yeah. Um that, his, no, that, I can't, can't that remember guy, his name. That guy and He's the three really good. and the three witches the three are witches. the best parts and of the film. And even Meg Foster and her coven, mm-hmm. like in the historical stuff that they do, but the rest of the movie, Jesus, fuck. No, it's awful. It's, it's really, just it's awful. Really not good. So, but I do, I do want a short film of of just the witches. There you go. Yeah. And especially when they jump. God, why the hell? This I hate. I hate that you're like. Normally, you could just name his name, just like this. And I'm like, yes, I can. Except I put you on Except the spot right now. Yeah. Um. So you like you liked Butterfly Effect. I did. And so did I. Except we like different endings. Cuts. Yeah. She likes the the director's cut. I like the cut, director's cut. Where and I like him. the original cut ending more. Yeah. So. It's just I I just on a whim when I was choosing. I think it, sometimes it's just which one you choose to watch first. Mm-hmm. And I chose the director's cut, and um, and then everything else that I saw after it just seemed like a cop out. You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, and I I saw the the, the theatrical one because I think I saw it in the theater. Is that where he just avoids her and never? Well, no, that he if he ever talks to her, um, she'll basically. Uh, it sends her. It sends it. It potentially sends it into the loop. He's he's the cause of all of her problems yes. throughout her life. So, the, so if he re-enters her life, so the he fear just, but is. But as I said, is he just utterly stays? Yes, he completely avoids her. But the thing is that he knows that she is the love of his life. Yeah. And he will never be able to be with her ever again or talk to her. She's his best friend. He'll never yeah. be able to talk to her. He'll never be able yeah. to do anything like that. And so his life is basically. This sad, miserable. this sad, miserable thing. Where you know, he's talking to his mom on the on the phone at the end of it. It's like this guy is, yeah, is you know he may be successful, but his personal life is ruins. haunted by all yeah. of this knowledge that of he has. Happiness, he, he and I, I freaking love that. I love that like combination of. I guess that of, puts of him sacrifice. Like, killing himself in utero is is, is like the, of... is the cheap way out. <laughs> you know, you kill yourself in utero, it's all over with. But, but the fact that he existed, he's he's her. continuing on, so that yes, he 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 lives, yeah. but he lives in misery, and so does she. You know, well, she she's going on with whatever she does because her life is it's his life that's affected by it because he yeah. has knowledge of what happened. So one of the things that makes me laugh is there are a couple of movies that Michael Montour tried so hard to get me to watch. And I just, I just would not. I'm like, they're not my bag. I don't want to. Um, Troll Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I watched with you and ended up really liking. Yes. Um, but then there's things like, um, oh my goodness, with the one where she, <laughs> the one where she wears the, the meat dress. No, I, not I don't a know meat what your dress. <laughs> I don't know what that hand just... The worm, the glare of the white worm. Glare of the white worm. That's all I've got that to, to talk about on here, yeah. See, 
Well, there's some, but you got me to watch them. Yes. Lair of the White Worm, I'm sorry. No, it, no that's that's one of the ones I've, though, though I've got I lists want, of want... failures and successes. <laughs> and well, Lair of the White Worm. I do want my, I want a sexy captain. Yes, and you want to be, uh, just kind of roll your eyes disgusted when you have to drown a, a frat boy. Oh, yes. Oh, the doorbell. Bloop. Um, damn. The last thing. Say damn. Or... Yes, or something like that. So the the last thing that uh, <laughs> that I wanted to bring up is movies that were surprised was the Gamera movies. Oh, I loved Gamera. Yeah. See, I watched them in the afternoon movies, and then and then even like <laughs> you let me you let me keep your Gamera mm-hmm. at my house, even though I broke her mouth off. And I think Gamera's a girl. I'm sorry. It's all right. But I broke. Doesn't her. matter. Gamera I... is still the friend of children everywhere. Yes. I, I broke. I picked up Gamera by her head, and I and I showed you one of the new Gamera movies too. So. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was kind of upsetting. Like there, it, there's some, there's, there's some, you know, there's there's there's, there's, a, there's a body count. There's a body count. There are consequences <laughs> to giant monster fights. Who knew? Well, that was, and that's what oh, I like. And speaking of other movies that you've shown me, mm-hmm. Colossal. Yes. Speaking of having a death count or a body count. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I, I completely glossed over Colossal, which we just recently watched, and I think has been covered on the previous podcast. But yeah, that but was no, because I have it was a giant monster you. movie, yeah. and so I wanted to go see it. And, and it covered then... the basis for both of us, because it's a giant monster movie, and a giant robot movie, uh, but it also had that, you know... But you didn't know about the giant robot. Way to spoil the part of the movie. But, <laughs> but it... Uh, the uh, But no, it... it, it well, it ended up being so much not a giant monster movie, no. but so very good. It's so really good, yeah. I, I I can understand why people would be upset that they went in see, thinking it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. Screw you, marketers! God, and 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 then really they they get recently. they get that dropped in their lap. Yeah. yeah, I can understand being a little little peeved at that, but it's a really good movie. Um, so I want to talk about. Some of the successes, sure, and and bringing this around to maybe like what I think of how you should, if you want to share a movie that you love with someone that you love, because you really want when you do that, you really want the other person You're opening to enjoy up, it. and it and it hurts. Yes, it hurts they, when they don't like it. Um, and and yeah, the other part of you know like. You can't take it really personally on some of this stuff because sometimes it's not their bag. But when it's something that you love, you know, yeah, you are opening up and you you really want them to like it. Um, so here's for for successes. Um, one of the ways that I've gotten Jen to watch some of the movies that I do is that you have to. I found a hook, <laughs> things, and Troll Hunter is one of them. Yeah, Incident at Loch Ness is another. Oh God, I forgot about Incident at Loch because Ness because you love documentaries. I do love documentaries. And both of those are faux documentaries, so that was the. I hook. don't care. Yeah, that it can was... be. It can be a real documentary or a fake documentary. Right. So oh, that's I the mean... hook. Your love of documentaries got you to. And I was like, <laughs> no, Incident at Loch Ness is a fake documentary, and it has uh, Werner Herzog in it. <laughs> Being and, his Werner Herzog. And just for a tiny movies. moment, Jeff Goldblum shows up. I know. Which was like the little like. <laughs> un... Yeah, I don't think I told you about that. I just was like, let it be Look a happy surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's, that was the first one. It was just finding that, yeah. that hook for you. Um, you, when we talk about you not liking humor, it's really mean humor that yeah. you don't like. And your definition of what's mean humor 
I think is a is slightly more broad than a lot of people's. Yeah. Um, a lot more yeah. inclusive into that. Um, a lot of us can really, uh, I can tolerate a certain more level of, of a little cruelty, your jokes at people's expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, I, I was able to, to use the charming, innocent, lovable humor uh, of Tucker and Dale. To get you to watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I and Tyler heard. Labine being in it didn't hurt. It did not. But. <laughs> but. Oh, we it's have such to mention. A... We have to remember to mention. Um, um, the, the. The Amazon series that we just watched. Um, oh, The Tick? We have to watch, mention The Tick. Okay. Yeah, we'll anyway. watch The Tick. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that, that, I mean, I, I found. A movie that I like that that has that yeah. that humor in it. Um, another one is uh, another one of the hooks is that I find I, there's movies with actors that you like. Yes. Um, for example, uh, <laughs> not a horror movie, but A Knight's Tale. Yeah. You didn't. We haven't finished that one. Yeah. But you but I en- want to. you enjoyed enough of it because it's got uh, you know Alan Tudyk. It's got yeah. uh, I forget the guy Robert Baratheon from. from yeah. It's got. Um, was his name Paul something Bethany, Bethany that, that plays the vision it's got all you know and, and of course you know Heath Ledger is the lead um which you know whatever but he's a talented actor yeah. so you know it's but it's that's that's another hook uh, again it's how I got you to watch Lake Placid because it has Oliver Platt in it yes I do love uh, my, and a my swearing husband. Betty White yes uh well um what was the other? What was the the manipulated sharks movie where he uses a uh, deep blue sea where he deep, uses Scar, uh, Stellan Skarsgård as a as, uh, as a battering ram? ram. Yeah, cause that's that's good stuff. that's on here. It's you know it's a uh, it's got its charm. It's we, and it's got a good watched, budget too. And that's the other thing. It's, it's got a really good budget on it, and it's better than it should be. Yeah. So there's got to be some charm there. Yes. Um. Yeah. I showed you Mr. Frost, which I loved. Can't go wrong with Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is always going to be a selling point for me. And it takes place in an asylum. Oh, yeah. I do love my asylum. Horror. So there you go. That was like, oh, well, that Venn diagram Jen is in the middle of. It's like, <laughs> uh, swoop right there in the middle. That little overlap is just labeled Jen. Um, and uh, the other one that, you know, where there's charm. And it has it has that charm, even though it was a werewolf movie, Game of Werewolves, werewolves. or, or uh, uh, what's it called, Villa de la Lobos, I think in in yeah. the original uh, Italian with, or with or most, Spanish, it's Spanish with the most beautifully acting dog. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's just charming and it's funny and uh, they're they're a bunch of bumbling you know oafs kind yeah, of thing, but but not. Not to such an extent that you despise them for it. No, no, you they're 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 trying to do the best. Yeah. They're, they're average Joes trying to do their best that they can against <laughs> a whole bunch of werewolves. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no, that's like I said, those are the the kind of things. Um, and then finally uh, on my list here is uh, I've shown you them, the the nineteen fifty four giant ant movie, and I've shown you Gojira. It was them? funny when I when I introduced Jim to because I do a Friday night horror movie night and the the Let's Meet Jim edition was the original 
Godzilla. Yep, Gojira, the the original Japanese language your, cut. It was your for your birthday that I yep. showed them. Yep. Um, and them was one of those movies that's like, no, you know, Jillian's husband can't show up for this because he does not like ants. Ants. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I like like he does. <laughs> them, them. Those are both. You know, they're both classics. And they're they're both quality movies, but them is just kind of an exemplar of the genre, really, yeah. where you can just say they they don't make them like this anymore. It's a you know it's a ninety minutes. It gets right to the point, and there's no frivolousness to it. It's just I think when it though, comes to giant monster, you know the the nuclear monster, the atomic yeah. monster era. But I think the one that really blew my mind was seeing the original, and not the, the, the original and not the, yeah, and not the Americanized right. version of it. Uh, the second, and, yeah, and the, the depth of that movie, I think, is surprising to anyone who's only familiar mm-hmm. with um, the idea of Godzilla. Yeah, it is a or uh, the idea of like the schlockier, yes, um, man in suit dancing suit, around yeah, doing yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. No, God, the the original Gojira is surprisingly deep, and poignant. poignant, and heartbreaking. Breaking. Yeah, I mean, you 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 you're shocked by. It's the same kind of thing as we talked about with the zombie movie, is that uh, Godzilla in that movie is not... I mean, he, he it drives the action forward yeah. because it's a thing, but it's... It's the... It, it's it it's not the focus of it. Yeah. The focus of it is the human drama that goes on around it. So, the thing that's kind of striking me as funny here is the fact that there's a lot of movies that you think about ways to sell me on seeing them. And I know you've put a lot of thought into certain things. And, you know, I was trying to think on movies that that I have been the one who introduced you to them. And a lot of them we haven't watched together. A lot of them I've just suggested. And then at some point you watch it later. And then you're like, oh my god, that was fantastic. Um... And I'm just, I was trying to think of anything that I'm like, oh, this is a really important movie to me, other than probably showing you, like... Let us pray. Let us pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else has been kind of like, oh, I really like this movie, and then you watch it. I mean, things like Honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I watched, I watched Honeymoon on my own. Yeah. Um, we watched... Did you watch, uh, did you watch Starry Eyes? I can't remember. I did. I watched that on it. my own. I watched that one on my own. So I, I give you a lot of suggestions. And but it, I, I'm, it, it's not that frequent where I'm like, oh, I want to share this movie experience with you. But, but yes. you very much do that. I very much want to, to show this to you. I want to make it as happy for you as it is for me. And I feel really bad because there's a lot of movies where I want to watch them with him. They might not be my bag as much. And so I will do other things. And Jim, when he watches a movie, he is just watching this movie. And I am the queen of multitasking. I will, I will read things and look at my phone. I, I will. I will look at trivia about it. I will absolutely say it. It, it oftentimes bucks the hell out of me because you, you. But I'm like, if you want me to watch this I, movie, that, that I, I'm not enjoying. And I accept it. the The only two times that I that I don't is. 
And I try to do it a little subtly right now. Is like when you're looking at something on your phone and something important about is, is about to happen or is on the screen, I kind of reach over and give you a little squeeze on the arm or on uh-huh. the leg or you something yeah. so that you look. You have to be subtle. The, the other time is when it's a subtitled movie and you're sitting there like looking at your phone and then somebody, they have a conversation and I know that you haven't caught it because you're looking at your phone and not uh-huh. reading the screen. And I'm like, well, there went that plot point. And there's a little, I'll, I'll admit to a little, you know, like bitterness just being like, well, if she missed that plot point, I'm not going to tell her now. She can just you know, sit there and be puzzled. That's the choice you made. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love you too, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, well, we watched, uh, um, we watched The Conjuring together. Yeah. You know, you shared that one with me and that's. So had you seen Late Phases? Uh, no, no, I had not seen Late Phases. That was a I werewolf felt movie. So you sh- excited to you be able to me. share yeah. a, a werewolf movie with you. I, you know, the werewolf design not fantastic. Oh my god! The style, but I've seen worse. I, what? Yes, but the story, mm-hmm. the story in Nick Dimitri is so good. I I would totally support the use of CGI. I'm a practical effects man, but I would totally support the use of CGI to make those werewolves look better and that movie would basically be perfect. Yeah. So, um so there's some some failures. <laughs> uh and uh, they were failure failures early on. Where I took it a little more personally. Yeah. Because it was just, you know, again, you know, sharing something and you're like, nah. It's like, really? Or is this going to... One of them being Jason X. Which there were parts of it I enjoyed, but mm-hmm. as, a, as, as a whole, no, not so much. I liked him beating people to death with the sleeping bagged campers. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you got that far. I think I described that to you. And then we, I think, because we didn't get we didn't get far enough for him to be resurrected as a cyborg. Okay, I can tell you that we did not get far enough as far into that movie. Um, the, uh, but you know, and, and I, I, think I, I just knew, liked the idea of it. I think you did, and and I know that that. But I, I think I still at that point told you I wasn't willing to watch any more of it. Yeah, <laughs> and and it just the humor was not your bag, and that's. It plays to where we are different. Yeah. And so that's that, that's a failure point, I think, is if it, it, you really like something where, and, and they have not liked movies that are like that, you are probably not going to change their mind yeah. on liking it. And the best that you're going to get is them tolerating the film as they watch it with you. Yes. Um, Layer of the White Worm was another one. Uh, I thought you might like it because it's weird. And kind of, in uh, and vaguely artsy because it's got like, but it's like weird artsy, like kitschy kind yeah. of. Uh, Eight-legged freaks kind of rode that edge. Yes, eight-legged freaks was. I don't even know how I sold you on that. I think I just badgered you until you watched it because you be you you because you were always like you told me what a surprisingly feminist movie it was. It it, it is, and and you. Uh, <laughs> I think just every time we were like, what do we want to watch? And I just kept saying, how about Eight Legged Freaks? <laughs> Until finally he caved. Jesus um, Christ. Okay, fine. But yeah, no, surprisingly feminist movie. The, she's the she's the hero of that film. Uh, no, I just have to tell you, I love you. 
I know. Uh, yeah. Your dad Your told dad me. Your dad told me. We've got things to do. People are dying. <laughs> um, you, I, I thought, you know, I know you liked, like, the, you know, the drowning part of Lair of the White Worm. But it's just, you know, it's not your kind of weird. Nope. So, uh, and then just recently, uh, Shoot 'em Up. Oh, God. I we tried it. to watch it. It's not a horror movie, but Shoot 'em Up is just a Shoot 'em Up movie. And it should be your bag. Because yeah. it's, a, you know, just action, you know, with some quips and everything like that. And, and, and it's not. And what's her name? Uh, and Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. And Paul Giamatti. Yeah, no. And no, it's just not your bag. It's you, you, It we, should be, it, but it's, it's not. It's hard when there's a whole bunch of comedy beats. And it's just not striking me as funny. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes really uncomfortable to me that it very much hitting me that I'm not getting it. And it just... You know, it keeps, the, the spiral of it just keeps getting larger of, like, making me more uncomfortable. So. Um, the, uh, you know, like I said, like I said before, I, you know, I take it in stride now. Yeah. You know, it's not personal. Tastes yeah. are subjective. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that you hate me yeah. when you don't like movies that I don't like. Yeah. But I get, I get how it can sting. Because it feels like you're sharing a little bit of you. Mm-hmm. Of like, this thing brings me joy. Well, how can you like me and not like this thing that makes me so happy? Yes, this is an aspect of me yeah. that's in here. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's movies where, and I probably, honestly, there's a fair number of them that I'd like if I sat down and watched them. But like Crimson Peak is not yeah. really my bag. I yeah. like a Guillermo del Toro movie. I, I think, you know, great art yeah. direction and everything like that. It probably but you've really just pretty, been like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, I showed you things like the invitation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we talked about it before. The the guest. Yeah. And uh, your next movies. He I, just I, wants to help. Yes. <laughs> but these are movies that I would not have watched uh, yeah. if you had not suggested. I that. wouldn't have watched Deadpool without you, and I love that movie. Mm, yeah. So speaking of things, because like I thought that movie was hysterical. Yeah. So. Who knew? Hey. <laughs> no, it's just that's the fact that you know, like you found Deadpool funny was like, who knew? Yeah. And you, you, well, yeah, because you had that crazy laugh right at the beginning, <laughs> where it showed like it was the, and, the guy that hit the tire. It's, he got hit with a tire or something like that, and you just burst out laughing. <laughs> See, it's the thing where I just, I, it's like either like the entire crowd is laughing, or I am the only person in the theater. Yeah. And I, I mean, you guys have heard me. I spike her. Spikes the, the volume level. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't laugh a little. It's, like, a, it's a sharp laugh. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, at least so. to begin with, there's just an immediate, like, sharp one. Um, but oh my god, when he hit him, yeah. I swear to god, I want to watch it again just to see it. Oh, I, I see on your uh, I see on your list, and I've forgotten about it that I, I told you about Ragnarok. Oh, had you already seen Ragnarok? I had seen Ragnarok, I, I'm I told so you glad about I watched it, it though. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a monster a movie. movie. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this yeah. monster movie. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually surprisingly good yeah. and surprisingly feminist. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so capable. Yes. Oh, it's just amazing. Um, I was really, really happy that I was the person who got to introduce you to what we do in the shadows. Yes. Oh, I, though I wish your first watching of it had been better. Unfortunately, yeah. I watched it with a large group of people that had already seen the movie and loved it. 
And so there's a lot of preemptive tittering right before big laughs come where you ended up missing the lines. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a lot better on like second viewing. I haven't had a second viewing, so oh, I will let you know. That, I will oh, watch it again. It's on my list again. of watching it again. So, um, I got to show you Final Girls. Yes. Oh. Yes. Such a good movie. Yeah. One of my favorites now. I mean, it's, that's, oh, I that's a good that one. Movie. And then I also, like, I'd have never thought that I was a big artificial intelligence person. Mm-hmm. But, like, recently I've, I've loved Ex Machina, Morgan, um, God, was there another one? Didn't we watch Morgan together for the first time, or did you watch it before? I think I had, no, I watched it I know you'd watch watched... Deus. Oh, yeah. You'd watch that before me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and one that I was going to, what was I going to bring up? And then I, but you didn't like X, I can't remember. Did you not like X Machina as much as I did? Or you didn't like the ending? There are a few of your movies where we disagree on our endings. Like, like Deus Ex Machina. Oh, no, it's just Ex Machina. Oh, sorry. 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 Like Ex Machina, like Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Where we have disagreements on... And, and we've almost gotten in, and, we've and gotten like, snippy with each other on on whether or not that was a deserved ending. Yes, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was slightly sometimes. disappointed in uh, Let Us Pray for a stupid reason. I, I just think that making him it's into the devil was passe. It was passe. It's 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 Who trite, cares? and it's it's uh, you could it's do better. It's not about him. No, it's not. But you could do better. It, it, it was just like really. Oh, of course, it's the devil. Uh, it's, I've seen that. I will fucking murder See? you. See? This is how this goes. I will fucking murder the, you. Everything else, everything else about that movie, the portrayal, the performances, you, you know, the character, was great. your whore mouth. And I think it's just, it was just a, yeah, a weak this, choice. This, I, would, I See? would choose a different course here, Mr. Man. You did show me Devil's Pass. I did. That was good. It was. I showed you Hush. Yes. Yes, you showed me Hush. Uh, you did not like Under the Shadow, but we watched it together. But oh, I yes, we the, watched it because the, the Iranian... The Jin movie, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I did not like it. Nope. But yeah. I, I respect it. We both like Mimic. Yes, we do both like Mimic. <laughs> Again, a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. So... Oh, oh, and there's this was another one that was surprised because I kind of put it into like, should I? I was thinking about movies that I'd like to to try to to watch with you. <laughs> yeah. And and then I realized this is a movie that was a total surprise that we both liked. Dead Birds. Oh, I love that movie. Because it's like me and like one other person that I know have seen Dead Birds. You know though, what is funny about David Dead Birds? I'm pretty sure that was written by Adam Wingard. Really? I think so. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm not. Actually, it was written by Simon Barrett, who is the writer. It, he he does the writing for Adam Wingard. Ah, okay. So that was the... That was the connection. That was the connection, yes. Yeah. Anyway. You know, low budget, just out of nowhere. Like, and it's just like, you own dead birds. Yes, I do. Whoa. <laughs> so... I don't know. Did you have any other? Well, like I said, there's some. Uh, there's another movie that I really kind of want to try. Uh, I've, I've talked to you about it before, which is called. It's got a couple of different titles, but one of them is Saturday Morning Mystery. It's the. It's a movie where it's 
I like real life Scooby Doo. Oh. There's a there's a group of teenagers and their dog that go into this supposedly so haunted literally. house. Yeah, <laughs> that are not not teenagers, but young okay. young adults that, with their dog that go into this house because they're paranormal investigators. They're going to film and okay. do all this stuff. You've got me. Except, you know, stuff in there is real. Uh, it's not it it it's not supernatural, but it's real. I mean, it's so it's. It gets really violent, is what it is, and it so why, it upends. Why it. do you really want to show it to me? Because it's a fun movie. Okay. Um, I like fun. Kind of. <laughs> um, it, but it's it's. I, I really I enjoyed it. It's it's got its own sense of fun to it, and and while still being kind of horrific and and awful, um, movies that I'm I'm iffy on that I don't know. Like yeah. that, I'm leaning towards. I'm like, eventually, we'll give that one a try. The Saturday Morning Mystery movies that I don't know are things like. Sorry about the purring and murmuring here. You have a cat who's decided to come in onto the podcast. Um, I've mentioned this movie called Slashers. It's an old, pretty low budget movie. Uh, the S, the the second S in Slashers is a dollar sign because it's a game show that people go on where they have to go through this maze of, of things and try to escape from uh, from these serial killers that are inside. They all have a theme. You know, there's Dr. Death or whatever. You know, he's a doctor that kills people. Is it kind of low budget? It's pretty low budget. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to like yeah, it. Yeah, so, and I don't think it's aged particularly <laughs> well. But, it, like, it, it's, it came out at a time where they were, they were sending up the entire idea of reality TV yeah. where this would be where it's going is that people get murdered live on TV and then everything else around it is like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen next. And it's it's a Japanese TV show, so there's zaniness that goes on behind the scenes. I love you. So, I, like I said, I don't know if it's held up very well. <laughs> um, there's a movie called Dance of the Dead. Okay. Which is basically, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty charming movie. It's high schoolers that are going to prom and then the zombie apocalypse happens. Um, and so they have to... They're, they're trying to get to the prom to save everybody because only the nerds from the school that everyone's been picking on know the rules of the zombie movie that, that they have to live by. Sure. So I'm kind of like, uh, maybe. But zombies are kind of played out. So And it's, and it's a little low budget. Not yeah. super low budget okay. where it's awful. but uh, And along that lines of, you know, the same kind of thing, there's a German movie called, that's tra- they call it here, Night of the Living Dorks. Um, the, uh, the And it's about three dorks uh, who end up being turned into zombies. Okay. Uh, but they're not, you know, they're, they're not zombie brain kind of thing. They do want to eat the flesh of the living. Uh, but basically what it is, is a story of giving these three bullied, downtrodden nerds superhuman abilities. That comes with the price, namely eating people. But... What, then what these downtrodden, bullied kids do with those abilities okay. over the course of it. It's also low budget. Zombies are kind of played out. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it. But, you know, it's it, it's it's a weird one. I don't know. Movies I'm never going to show you. <laughs> For one thing, Zombievers. But that's not a movie I like. So I'm not going to show it to you. Because it's awful. I still, I still remember when we first, this is even pre-dating. This is when we were just, Jim and I, oops, sorry, kitty. Jim and I have known each other, my goodness, 
Well, we met in the end of 2000. Yeah. So we've known each other a long time. And um, when I became single, um, we just started chatting. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I remember chatting with you, and it was an When evening. I watched that movie. And you're like, I'm watching Zombievers. And I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? And you're like, well, I'm committed now. Yep. And, I'm like, and I'm like, you don't have to. You, you can turn it off. And it's it like, off. no. I, Life's too short for my, bad media. When I, when I, you say that, and my unfortunate rule is that when I'm watching things, I, I kind of subscribe to the sunken cost fallacy that I've already invested this long into it. I, I might get, as well finish it I out. I get angry. I'm like, no. You There's don't. some that I that I do that on, but it, it <laughs> takes a lot. Uh, Zombievers, I remember saying that that was a movie that was like two jokes shy of being great. That there was just something like it was just a it was a it was off. There was something missing from it because it had potential to be this you know cheesy kind of horror comedy kind of thing. But it just wasn't funny enough to be entertaining. I am just looking at you like you are an insane person. Yeah, and I get that. But I'm never going to show you that movie. A, because I didn't like it. And B, Thank because God. it's totally not your bag. <laughs> and another one that I'm never going to show you is a movie called Project Metal Beast. This movie it was I, made I in want, the 80s. I want there to be a third movie. And yo, I am never going to fucking show you this movie. And I want to look at you and say, I've seen that movie and love it, but it'll never happen. But anyway, Project Metal Beast. Project Metal Beast is the story of a government research lab who goes out and captures a werewolf, because this is just a thing. Werewolves do exist. They capture a werewolf and then in uh, basically coat it in steel. Yeah. They they put metal onto it so that it is basically so that silver doesn't kill it anymore. It's basically invulnerable. And surprise, surprise, it gets loose. The werewolf the 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 man inside the werewolf suit is Kane Hodder. So if I was ever to meet Kane Hodder, I would bring my VHS copy of Project Metal Beast and force him to sign it. (laughs) Much like when I when I had the opportunity to uh to meet uh uh, George Takei, but uh, he ran out of time. And we, I was towards the back of the line. I was going to have He's him sign. Coming out, Kane Hodder is actually coming out with a documentary. Yeah. On his life, and it's supposed to be amazing and kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, a man's done a lot of good in his life. The uh, uh, George Takei, I was going to have him sign um, my copy of uh, Godzilla Raids again because he did uh, the dubbing, some of the dubbing in, in oh. a lot of those movies. And I would tell him that that's my favorite favorite of his movies. Oh, is that Godzilla dubbing. movie? He did dubbing for it. Yeah. So, it would, I would just see what, what just so I could see what his reaction was. <sighs> Much like if I ever met Leonard Nimoy, I would say, "Hey, weren't you in Gunsmoke?" No. Or and or I loved you in Transformers the movie, the animated one, not that garbage one later, but. <laughs> Because then it ruined it. Then it ruined me being able to say Transformers because he might think that I meant the Michael Bay one he was in. Was he in that too? Yes, he was. Michael Bay is like his son-in-law, I think. Wow. Um, or or he married maybe his niece or something. But he's, he's 
by by marriage related in some way to Michael Bay. So Michael Bay called in a favor, and Leonard Nimoy is in the third of his Transformers movies. And uh, everybody's favorite grandpa. Yeah. So I uh, he he Michael Bay once again ruined something. And, uh, Imagine that. Yeah, so I can't. I, I would not have been able to say Transformers in front of him. I would have had to stick with Gunsmoke. Such was my curse. Anyway, so yeah, those are movies I'm never going to show you because Project Metal Beast is just look at you. Just bad. You do love me. I do. It's just bad, and it's a werewolf. I I, I want to kind of show you. I've been threatening Howl, the werewolf movie, the, the yeah, British werewolf Howl movie. Really Howl, but I said it was really good, and that's probably watch it with you it's not your bag necessarily like just because it's a werewolf movie and everything it's not something you'd yeah. search out and watch do you, do you remember every time they're like maybe we should do werewolves or no was it zombies zombies is like maybe we should do a podcast on zombies and we're like oh we have we just dislike this so much we just don't even remember <laughs> so <laughs> and i think i did ask you, you know if we know it was creatures yep yeah you, you were like have we done an episode on, on, on like monster movies and creatures? See, I and I was like, yeah, I it, was on it, and it was <laughs> split up over two episodes. See, if I don't, if I don't like it, I just I black it from my memory. I'm just like, just wipe it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so join us next episode when we talk about movies that we want to share <laughs> with each other. rammed you with my head <laughs> yes yes you did specifically with your glasses <laughs> all right so there yeah I, I like i said i think that you, you it's you just you can't share everything with the person that you care about um there's there's just going to be parts where you, they don't like the same things that you do that's okay and that's okay but for this for the other stuff try to find something that that'll common drag ground. them in the common ground Jeff Goldblum's in this movie. <laughs> there so. you go. It's a it's a fake documentary. <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> all right, everybody. So, talk to you in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>